You are listening to the Savage Fincast, episode 46, Deja Vu All Over Again. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast, the show that gives you a strange sensation of deja vu. <laughs> I am Jim Purcell. I'm Craig Olson. And I'm Raven Perez. And we're back again for a new episode right on the heels of our last one. A new uh, old episode. A new old episode, because uh, <laughs> later on we're going to be talking about Savage Dragon 211, which uh, if anyone out there knows anything or recalls, was mostly the contents of the free, last May's free comic book day issue of Savage Dragon Legacy. Wow, was it already that long ago? Last May, huh? Yeah, it's almost been a year. Well, it's crazy. It, it definitely was supposed to come out sooner than that, but plans change as they do in Savage Dragon. This podcast is like deja vu for that reason, and just for the fact that I think this is the quickest turnaround we've had between podcast recordings. Not to say that they're going to come out yeah. <laughs> as close together, but we just recorded the last episode uh, a week ago. Last, so, last week, yeah. exactly, I believe. Yeah. yeah, it was weekend to weekend. But I'm excited. There's a lot to talk about this. I was talking to you guys uh, off the air, and I noticed something that was pretty damn peculiar Peculiar when comparing the free comic book day issue with this new issue, and not just the change in uh, dialogue. There was something that I'm excited to kind of discuss with you guys, but we'll have to wait also, till we get there. We're jazzed just in general, just because like I personally wasn't expecting this to be a killer podcast since we were, you know doing a mostly rehashed issue but for some reason this totally did it for me so i'm stoked there's all kinds of fun things to talk about i thought i was just gonna phone it in but uh turns out my plans need to change <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna bring it in at a nine now we gotta bring it in at 11 it's okay i'm ready so i'm ready why don't we kick this off with some news of, of, <clears throat> of the little we've got yeah, so not not a lot that can happen in a week, but we did it, right? Yeah, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, as crazy as it might seem, even though it's only been a week for us, uh, we have a new cover for Savage Dragon 215, which you can see at uh, dragonfan.net. Eric just posted it on his Facebook. But uh, yeah, we've got Malcolm going head-to-head with Dart. And it just a sea of babies, just babies <laughs> everywhere. And all we've seen is the the inks and pencils. We haven't seen it colored, so it, it'd be kind of cool to see this thing in color. Oh, I can't wait. That's it's it's pretty great just to see Malcolm and uh, Dart squaring off. Well, when you say babies too, it's little dragon babies. It's not like human babies. <laughs> oh yeah, for those out there in listener land, these are actually the half brothers of Malcolm. Uh, his uh, dad's Krylon bastards. So well, we think yeah. you never know. I mean, it, apparently they have all gained the ability to defy gravity, <laughs> or they are laying on the ground and Malcolm and Dart are walking on them, or 
Just knocked over a big tray of them. Knocked <laughs> over a big tray of them. <laughs> I just like to think of it as like a like a, a bracket of boom through an infirmary. Oh no, Malcolm just busted through a wall of them. <laughs> just yeah, like just like bam, baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the Kool Aid Man. Yeah, like the Kool Aid Man. <laughs> Fantastic! It is pretty cool. Yes. Uh, Malcolm's wearing his cop uniform. It's cool now that he's like a cop. It's like harkens back to the good old times of Savage Dragon just to see, you know, Malcolm on all these new covers coming out in his police uh, attire. And I think, I don't even think it needs said, but just imagine the God Sword swinging around not hitting a bunch of babies. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think this is going to be a crazy ass issue. Maybe it's just Dragon Baby wallpaper in the background. <laughs> We're completely misled. <laughs> this sure is some strange wallpaper. <laughs> uh, no, I, I love it. I love this cover. This cover instantly. The second I saw it, I can't wait to get it posted in color. I can't. I can't wait for the color version. But uh, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. As soon as I saw this cover, it was an instant click. I was like, okay. I mean, how can you see this cover and not want to, like, flip through the, the issue? You know what I mean? It's like one of those co- – like, Eric is just so good at drawing covers, you know? I mean, he might have an occasional miss, but, I mean, almost issue after issue, it's it's a type of cover that you just want to kind of find out what the hell is going on. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I saw this cover, I was like, oh, my God. I can't wait to read this <laughs> issue. Like, is it going to be played for laughs? Like, all these babies going everywhere? I mean, is it going to be, like, super gory and dramatic with, like, a bunch of baby debris? Now, getting I'm, not, all... I'm not an expert, but I, I think this, the, the sea of babies might be a metaphor. <laughs> I don't know. For uh, <laughs> for uh, Malcolm's sh- uh, sexual debauchery? Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, and by the way, for the listeners, if you want to see the cover, head over to dragonfan.net, which Raven has been doing a great job kind of keeping up to date lately. Trying to do my best, guys. Trying to do my best. So, uh, our other piece of news. Jim? We got a cover for, we believe, Spawn 264, although there's no official confirmation on that. But based on its contents, you can tell it sort of follows 263. <laughs> um, it's uh, another picture of Spawn in a cityscape. Now he's hanging from a building with some mummy man... Threatening him to step on his t- poor little pinky fingers. <laughs> someone, uh, someone wrote on uh, the Facebook page when this was posted that it kind of was a callback to that issue of uh, Shadowhawk. You remember that with like Dragon stepping on like Shadowhawk's hand or something I way back know. in the day. I could see that. Well, I think Eric he at least I don't know if he drew or just inked. I think he just inked the cover over uh, Jim Valentino for like Savage. And uh, Shadowhawk number three, which is like, I don't know, 1992 or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you look it up, it, it kind of does give you that feeling, but it, it's really not intentional, I don't think, but still kind of. Oh, okay, yeah, I see it. Yeah, it's definitely a different composition. It's definitely not a typical, like, Eric Larson homage to himself sort of thing. Yeah. It's yeah. De- definitely a, a little bit different. So, again, what we have with this preview cover is just uh, pencils and inks by Larson. We don't know yet if uh, McFarlane's going to ink over this or add his little touches, and we haven't seen it in color, but it does look damn cool with the cityscape and everything. i got to say, this is uh, a lot tighter than the other Spawn work Eric was doing. Yeah. 
So it's like I can't even really see too much room for the McFarlane magic. Right, it makes me go. wonder if he's if McFarlane's going to ink this one. Got to say, I like that sky. Oh, isn't that great? He does like the <laughs> zipatone with the with the stars. Yeah, the million stars. And this villain, let's talk about this guy because the thing is, is he's not a uh, existing spawn villain. He's actually a fresh uh, four spawn like Eric made him up character which is cool because a lot of guys when they'll go and do a run on something they're not really there to bring new characters to the fold right they're they're there sort of just to do a run um and yeah here we go you know like eric's doing the uh issues just out of the satan saga wars and he's already bringing in a new guy and i wonder if eric has some kind of agreement with mcfarlane like hey whatever i create you can you can keep because you know mcfarlane's had those issues where he's had guys come on his book, create things, and then claim ownership of them or something like that. So, yeah. Well, Eric Eric has said that this is a work for hire gig. Yeah. So presumably, all new content is owned by Todd McFarlane. Right. The Makes sense. It, so this guy looks like kind of like a half rat mummy with like this weird sarlacc pit on his chest. Sarlacc pit <laughs> on his chest. Yeah. He also you know, apparently subscribes to the same tailor as uh, Virago did. You know, the same tailor as Arachne. Yeah, there you go. He looks he looks <laughs> cool as hell though. I don't know if it's yeah. just. I mean, I can't tell if it the way it is, but he looks like he's a giant or something like that. I don't know. Like, I mean, he's not no. that tall. He looks tall, not a giant, I guess. But I think it's just those weird protrusions on the roof. Yeah, you kind of look like they have a door on them, but I think they're just like they're small. Uh, like just like I AC hope... units or something. Yeah, they're not. They're not like doors or anything. HVAC units. I mean. Yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's just AC. Because his, foot, his foot's the same size as Spawn's hand. Yeah, that's so. true. But I hope that uh, he Spawn gets his damn head chewed on by that chest mouth. <laughs> <laughs> just jam it in there. <laughs> and again, Do you know what this guy's name is? No, I don't think there's any solicitation copy. It's just Nothing. Eric kind of yeah. was like, hey, here's the newest cover. Okay, but that's that's available on dragonfan.net as well. Put it up there for your sharing perusal. You can just one click and send it on to your social network sites. <laughs> so let's uh let's jump into our uh, our uh, normal segment now, our Finteresting conversation segment. So once again, we present uh, Finteresting conversations where you, the listener, are asked to write in with. Whatever Eric Larson or Savage Dragon uh, related questions or topics you'd like us hosts to discuss, send your questions to savagefincast at gmail.com. And on each episode, we will select one listener's question and to uh, discuss, and the lucky winner will receive one of our one-of-a-kind uh, Fincast uh, t-shirt designed by our pal Raven. Uh, which mm-hmm. uh, is new for 2016 and will never be for sale and never be available after this year. Um, as we reminded you last episode, 2015's design was retired with only seven winners. So don't miss out on this. It's uh, it's rare and one of a kind and just kind of a cool thing. We have a uh, design pinned down. I'll be showcasing that soon on Dragon Fan. And uh, Jim came up with the idea. I think it's – so I just got to put the work in, and we'll be debuting that very soon. Sweet. So uh, for this episode, uh, Andrew D'Entremont was uh, who we selected 
for his question, uh, which was, uh, suppose that Eric couldn't draw anymore, but was still able to write. Would you want him to keep writing Savage Dragon with a new artist? And if so, what artist would you pick? Well, to answer the first half, I think we're pretty much in agreement. The answer is absolutely yes. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no reason why Savage Dragon can't continue with only Eric writing. Yeah, I agree. I I think it's personally that's what I would want, but I don't think Eric would ever go for that. Just knowing Eric, like he wouldn't. You like, don't. You don't. You don't think so. You don't think if uh, his caveman hands suddenly <laughs> crumbled in under his own weight that he wouldn't <laughs> want to continue his his book he's been writing I'm not his sure. entire life. I'm not sure. Maybe, but I'm not sure if it would even be uh, viable for him to do that to pay somebody. He's gonna meet Gavin, high five, and just a bit. That'll be what'll happen. Just Gavin like his... will steal his hands <laughs> to get his power. He'll be like up top. Oh, it's broke forever. <laughs> but re- regardless, uh, hypothetically, uh, of course, I would uh, <laughs> want him to uh, at least write if he could. Same here. If he was down for it, I mean, it's his writing as much as you know him making it. So yeah. If, if he was down for it, then I would absolutely read it. If I mean, for me, it's a package deal. That's what makes it special. So, yes, it would lose some of its magic. I would be, like, tremendously sad and stuff. But, I mean, if it was some kind of physical problem to where he couldn't, I wouldn't be a dick about things. If he still wanted to write it, I would absolutely read it as long as he was writing. Like, if he wasn't writing, I'd be like, eh. Yeah, right. <laughs> Right. Of course, you don't – I don't know if like 300 issues from now, you know, our opinions might change. But right now, a Savage Dragon written and drawn by somebody different would be completely unacceptable. Right. It just Yeah, it just wouldn't have the magic. So uh, what do you guys – what do you guys think for an artist that you would like to see if uh, hypothetically you could get? You know, I, guess I know we, who I want. You guys go first. You sure? Yeah, yeah. Because um, mine's pretty out there. Oh, I don't I probably won't it. even know. Who is it? Paul. Oh, sorry. Uh, Paul Pelletire. I don't Whoa. know. Whoa. Who is that? Who is that? Uh, it's uh, spelled P-E-L-L-E-T-I-E-R. He is an artist that I have had a pretty long history with uh, through various, various books. Sometimes coincidentally, sometimes I seek him out. Um, I originally got really high on him. That way back in the early 2000s mm-hmm. uh, on a little book called Negation from that company CrossGen. Mm-hmm. Okay. He has got this style of action and uh, violence that I think would fit Dragon like like a glove. Yeah, I, I've, never seen him, he, I've never seen him draw Savage Dragon or even ha- acknowledge that he knows anything about Savage Dragon, but his style I think would slide right in. Can I ask you, is he currently, he does a bunch of, like, DC? He currently is uh, the main Aquaman artist. Aquaman, so I am looking at his art. So he's got kind of an Ivan Rice. A little bit. A little bit of an Ivan Rice kind of a thing. I don't know Ivan Rice very well. I just know this. He's DC's main right now. Yeah. So. But I I liked him on Negation. I liked him on his run of Marvel's Exiles when he was doing it with uh, Tony Bedard. uh Uh-huh. He did a No. Yeah, it was Tony Bedard. Yeah, and then he, um, I, he did a run of Hulk, a whole bunch of Hulk stuff, 
bunch of stuff at Marvel. I didn't follow him at the, that time just because he wasn't writing stuff. He wasn't drawing stuff I really cared about. But I just think his style would work really well for what Dragon represents. And it, I know, and it's just kind of a weird style. I know a lot of people would just go for the easy, like Mark Engelard or or Corey Walker or something like that. But mm-hmm. I think this guy would be something else. Cool. So, is there a particular work of his that made you say this is it? Honestly, negation. 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 Yeah. Even way back then, that run is one of the most gorgeous books I've ever read. Huh. All right. You know, all those uh, cross-gen books were kind of lookers anyway. Yeah, they were. I miss cross-gen a lot. Mostly because it ended without conclusion, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> well, he's uh, definitely got some good chops. It's uh, very, like I said, very mainstream DC. If you're out there in listener land and you're not like... Really? I don't, even peg, I don't even peg him for like mainstream DC. A lot of mainstream DC is like kind of sketchy, kind of painted style. He's still got that like cartooning core to what he does. You think? Because I'm I, I looking do. at it and it looks just very like what you would think what's, when you think What's superhero? mainstream DC like? Well, like, like house okay. style? Like... Yeah, like the house style. Like Ivan Rice right now has like done a ton of their events, comics and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, I'm talking about, like, drawing things kind of like in a Jim Lee light kind of a vein. Uh, you know, nobody's Jim Lee, but, like, Ivan Rice is, like, Jim Lee light. Yeah. So it's, like, kind of like, you know, like a guy that's going for that Jim Lee style. Gotcha. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I can see a little Jim Lee in him. Yeah, yeah. And it's not an insult. It's but a type got, of artist. He's got really expressive faces. I've, I've always just kind of, like, they've always just been the part that really just leaps out at me and he's got i don't know he's just i just like his action and i like how he does violence cool. <laughs> not a thing wrong with that craig so i went through him and i think uh jim is kind of like hitting the nail on the head with the you know the, the kind of guys that people would kind of pick like the mark Englert or ryan otley or Corey walker um frank fosco of course but to me, one guy kind of sticks out, which has been related to a Savage Dragon project before, and kind of, I didn't know too much about him until I picked up the issue, and I thought, you know, this guy could work, and I think he draws in that kind of classic comic style that really works for a Savage Dragon, but I picked uh, Carl Kessel, who did the Savage Dragon uh, Superman Metropolis one-shot. Ah, uh, Yes. And I, okay. I and it's funny because I kind of find him to be like that mainstream DC house style from like more of the 80s 90s, you know. But I think when you look at the way he draws, he kind of has captured that kind of like I pictured Dragon like kind of drawn for an 80s or 90s type of art, you know. Mm-hmm. Like that's what fits the best with these kind of big muscular heroes and stuff like that and do an image search of a couple of his covers and you could totally see What was his name? Carl Kessel, K-A-R-L-K-E-S-E-L. But that's who I would probably pick. And I and I think that would be a more realistic choice than saying, you know, Ryan Otley, because he's just going to stick with Invincible. Corey Walker wouldn't be able to stick to a monthly book, I don't think. Sadly. Know? I mean, it breaks my heart because I love the man's art, and that would be, like, exciting as shit. Yeah. But you're right. But yeah, definitely. I you know just for the way 
Carl Kessel draws kind of muscular dudes, and he's just kind of clean, and it's got a good style, a good kind of just, uh, uh, I don't know how to explain it, but, you know, it feels like a, an 80s DC style or something like that. Just, I'm looking at it, and I can see it. Yeah. You know, it's funny, just to bring it back, his uh, wife, Barbara Kessel, mm-hmm. she was a major writer on, like, a lot of cross-gen books. Oh, really? I read a lot of her work back then. Uh, all the books that she wrote at CrossGen. Yeah, it's it's just really I think clean and traditional type superhero comic art. Yeah, almost like a Byrne, John Byrne type. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm yeah. Looking, I'm looking at some of uh, I pulled some stuff up on Google. He's definitely got that 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 era style. But I, and I think Eric has, I think Eric kind of learned a lot from John Byrne when he was kind of a youngster in a way. I mean, uh, if uh, if you look at his early work, I mean he was aping a lot of John Byrne type stuff I feel like and I still think I see it in a lot of his stuff yeah I can I can see it um you definitely can see that like Byrne influence here and there I mean especially in the ladies mm-hmm. yeah so Byrne ladyisms so uh who would you uh pick Raven well, I'm going to complete opposite, like would never happen. But I mean, we're just we're just yeah, shooting right. in the sky here. Right. So I'm going with Yusuke Murata, which is the what? artist. This is the artist that's doing One Punch of Man. Of course. I'm sorry. This comes back to One Punch Man. I'm sorry. The <laughs> thing is, is that here's why. Okay. So like, Savage Dragon's my favorite American comic, right? Right. My favorite not American comic for a long time was I Shield 21, which was a football comic and not soccer. It's this Japanese manga based on American football, which is crazy because it and it's amazing. Does a typical Japanese person know anything about American football? The thing was, is that it was created to help foster enthusiasm for it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, even in the comic, like, they're like, everybody's like, no one cares about football. Like, no one gives a shit about it. They're like, we're in Japan. No one cares about this. But, like, they end up, like, this whole big epic adventure. The thing is, is that it was a really huge deal over there. It was like, they tried to release it over here, and, like, nothing. Like, they tried to have a tie-in with, like, I think ESPN or something, too. (laughs) And it, it just, it totally bombed, and it totally failed. But the thing is, is, like, if you read it, it's still awesome awesome read largely because the art is excellent like one of my favorite artists like i i I mean the guy's done other stuff but this was how i was introduced to him right it's funny because in japan like everyone just reads comics and they don't understand like people that watch football probably don't really watch much that read much comics or you know what i mean like i know (laughs) It seems like it should be like a no brainer. Like, and that's the thing is like the whole time I'm reading this, I'm like, why is the world's greatest football comic? Why did it come from Japan? Like this, this is something America can't do sports comics. It blows my mind. Yeah, but you would figure Japan make a baseball comic. You know, you want to make a comic and have an ESPN comics. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like why write about something that like doesn't exist in Japan at all? Like, but baseball is big here, you know? But the funny thing is, this is the brilliant thing about iShield 21, is that because of the sheer excellence of execution, 
I'm talking about the art and the writing. The It's one of those weird things where the writer is not the artist. Yeah. Like over there, usually it's like, you know, the writer and artist are the same. But in Eye Shield was written by one dude and drawn. Is Eye Shield like I E Y E? Yes. Yeah, it's E Y E and then Shield and then Twenty One. <laughs> what like, the hell is that? They call that like a football helmet. <laughs> Twenty One members to a football team. I believe it's it's the best gimmick in the world. The the QB wants to hide his identity because if anyone finds out who he is, they're going to steal him away from their team. <laughs> so he puts an eye shield, a football helmet with an, a really like opaque eye shield over him so that no one can find out who his like new running back is. <laughs> and it's like, he's like creates an air of mystery around him. Dude, I'm telling you, this is the weirdest might... thing I've ever heard of. But you, you need to read more manga. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, you might not think that it is excellent, but it is one of the greatest comics ever made, even though it shouldn't be. But the thing is, is so, okay, so here's this dude, and that was my favorite comic. And, like, of course, no one gives a shit about this over here. And he, I don't, like, he's done other stuff. He could do a ton of different styles. Is this, like, artist is, like, the bomb. And then all of a sudden, this artist starts doing One Punch Man, which is very much like American superheroes. Yeah, and who in Japan gives a fuck about American superheroes? Which and, is actually not true, because actually Marvel movies do real big over there. Uh, dude, and, and you see One Punch Man is huge all over the world. It is. And it's, it's because of that guy's art. And here's the thing, without even saying any more about One Punch Man or this artist, this guy can draw one hell of a fight scene. Nice. Yeah, All right, so I got to read this now. Didn't you say it's like available yeah. online? Yeah, I will hook you up, Craig. Yeah. I will. We'll hook the, the listeners up, too, at some point. <laughs> I'm afraid I can't go that far. <laughs> My powers are only so limited. Oh, it's not just like <laughs> a, a link or something? Like... Oh, no. No, it's a, you got to buy it. It's oh, I thought, I thought you guys were saying. Money millionaire. I thought you guys were saying that it was available. Like, oh, you guys are saying. It's available. You can buy it on oh. Amazon. Comicsology. iShield 21 is completely finished. So if you want to buy iShield 21, it's completely done. You can buy the whole thing. And One Punch Man is being serialized here in America, and they're up to volume four. So you can buy that. And if you go into the comic shop and you tell them, hey – I want to buy this. They'll order it for you. I mean, it's in nice. previews, like diamond previews. So like I highly, I cannot recommend one punch man enough. It's an easy sell for like, you know, American co- superhero fans. And if you like comedy, you're going to like it. I showed 21. It's a comic that you will be amazed that you love so much. I promise you it's fantastic. That's, but I chose that dude. Like I know it's the long bomb, but when I think of Larson, I think of killer crazy fights. Yeah, he's and certainly this, good for that. This guy would do an amazing job on these. He's fights. another guy who, who understands uh, action and violence. That's it, dude. And he does like does he do a lot of like shorthand and stuff for like you know just to keep the the story kind of moving or. Uh, actually, that's, that is the one thing that he's not really. I wouldn't really see him as that, a drunk artist if only because he's much more of a cinematic type of artist he, he he'll do one panel as a double page spread but the amount of and he'll do like a sequence of double he actually he reached he, uh, one of the arcs he did basically a double page spread for every pa- every panel uh very error lark error like double like. page splash yeah like every like for like several chapters and he would do it like a, how do I describe it like a like a storyboard so you kind of get the, like this animated sort of looking thing yeah, because it looks like on some of the images I see, like, 
some of his facial expressions are just really kind of shorthand. Or is that just... Yeah, that's what's amazing about... Oh, you're looking at, say, Tama. Yeah, that's more of a... He does that sometimes as kind of like a gag. He does, like, the the shorthand face as, like, a really simple face. Mm -hmm. It's funny because the art on iShield 21 is actually better than the art on One Punch Man. Like More detailed. Yeah, this artist can actually do way more than what... He's crazy versatile because he can do photographic style. Mm -hmm. He can do super cartoony. He can do like American cross hatching heavy, like tons of cross hatching everywhere. He can do really super clean cartooning. Like he is an awesome artist. So yeah, right. Ice Shield Twenty One's a little harder to get your hands on because it came out like back in two thousand five, and it they started doing reprints last year. Did they? Excellent. Yep. Probably off the back of One Punch Man. Yeah, exactly. When One Punch Man launched, they relaunched Ice Shield Twenty One with <laughs> hilariously. Even though it's like probably a decade older, they were like from the uh, from the artist of One Punch Man. It's like, eh, there's no real crossover, but whatever. Cool. But yeah, he is a great artist, and I would love to see him take on Savage Dragon. It is extremely unlikely. It's incredibly unlikely. If I had to choose a realistic person, I know we don't get two, but I'd say Marvel Comics Nick Bradshaw. Nick Bradshaw. Okay. He's like a young Ed McGinnis. Yeah. I mean, like no, he's like a young Art Adams. Yeah, I like actually Ed McGinnis would look cool to see him do like just even see a pinup of Dragon. Whatever happened to Ed McGinnis? I feel like he fell off the face of the earth. He's working at Marvel. Is he? Yeah. He it's weird. His art doesn't look very Ed McGinnis lately. Oh really? No. It's kind of going through. You know how he used to do those really swolled up like yeah his yeah which is exactly what I would love to see if he did a Savage Dragon pinup. Yeah, it's like Red Hulk. Like his Hulk was kind of cool looking. Like I, oh yeah. I was going to choose him, but I thought you guys would be like, that's too obvious. <laughs> Looks like Bradshaw inks, um, uh, shit, was it? Uh, Adam Kubert sometimes. Bradshaw is like an Art Adams. Like, it's crazy that, like, Art Adams went all these years without a clone, but, like, Bradshaw is like Art Adams' clone. Yeah, he does kind of have, like, the hatching thing that Art Adams has going on. So if we're talking about, like, Bradshaw is way more realistic than, like, Yusuke. So I'm just saying, you know, if we're talking realistic, then Nick Bradshaw. Cool. So uh, should we uh, get into the meat of this episode? Yeah, we could talk about that. Oh, just I... go back and listen to episode, uh, whatchamacallit, <laughs> free comic book day legacy issue. <laughs> We should say, I want to say is that I'm, we're going to try and treat this like you skipped the free comic book day issue, but also we're going to do a little compare and contrast action. Yeah, we'll make a ton of references to it, but yeah, but we'll go through it like, because uh, it is like, it kind of reads like a new comic. There's, there's a it's lot crazy. of new dialogue. Um, it's crazy how how fresh this reads. I was I was like not expecting this to read fresh at all. Right. Yeah. And when I went through it, I was like, whoa. And it's funny because we did a like an analysis, like a blow by blow of like, and it's funny because there's very, there's not, it, it is rewritten plus there's like five new pages, but it reads way more fresh than what it actually is. So there's been like six or seven issues that have come out between when the original free comic book day and just, I guess to, to, to kind of go back if the readers or the listeners haven't caught on or aren't aware or we got new listeners or whatever this issue 211 is basically the free comic book day issue that was released in may 
that Eric put together that was a wholly a brand new original comic at the time. He released it as a free comic book day issue. He re-released it as 211, but kind of updated it to address the events that have occurred between free comic book day and now. Does that kind of sum mm-hmm. it up? So we added yeah. like five or six more pages and put a bunch of uh, changed the dialogue on a bunch of different panels. Um, I think for like the specifics, he did five more pages. So this issue actually runs longer than normal to like twenty five or twenty six pages. Right. And then he included the free comic book day cover and the unused uh, free comic book day cover as pinups. And also the uh, dragon and Malcolm scene was extensively rewritten. Right. So that's as far as I could make it work. (laughs) That was, that was my analysis and breakdown. Yeah. Yep. That's it. So uh, we'll, we'll go back and forth and talk about both. Um, if you uh, didn't read the free comic book day, you're not missing. You know, you by buying issue two eleven, you're getting a lot of the same stuff. Uh, you, you know, I don't think you're missing that much. You know that you'd have to go back and try to hunt it down. But there's a lot of cool differences. Well, that said, there's stuff that leads in from last issue and heads into next issue. So you really can't skip this one and pretend you already have it. No, I think it's it's vice versa. Like you can. You can have 211 and be fine with it, but you don't necessarily need the free comic book day. Right, but if yeah. you have the free comic book day one, you probably should still buy 211. This one. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's kind of essential, honestly. I totally agree. So first thing I want to say, this cover is a lot better than the Legacy cover, in my opinion. I liked both, but I, I do enjoy this cover. I like the, the background. I like... I li- well, I like that this cover is almost is a callback to Savage Dragon miniseries number one. Right. Mm-hmm. With the yellow and orange sky uh, speed lines and... Flying course, debris. It, yeah, that and Dragon leaping into action with rocks around him. That is it, a funny uh, thing to point out since we're so fresh on our last Vincast. We were poo-pooing uh, speed lines in the sky. Yeah. And yet, you are right. From the cover of issue one, speed lines in the sky have been a thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it works on this cover. I just that that on two ten that like uh, spread it well, just looked a little weird. Well, that's because they were going uh, um, horizontally between buildings. Where here they're going vertically down the street. Yeah. I love this cover, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's right. a good cover. It is. Just a good shot of Malcolm as he is. Money shot. Boom! Coming at ya! And does this issue start the new logo? Yes. This has the new, uh, not, uh, um, Letterman. Varsity. Yeah, Varsity it's, Letters. It's exactly a combination of, you know, the original and the Letterman, if you look at it that way. Yeah, it's got the same, it's got the same font. As the original, but with the style of the letter, like a blocky of the Letterman. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I do. I'm, I'm down with it too. Yeah, I dig it. This is good, guys. This is good. I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking. I think the thing is, is this is what I want to say. I know we talk about like every issue should be a good jump on issue. I think this is a good jump on issue. Yeah, right. I think if you want to like, if if you want to boil like this comic down to what it's like everyone understands it 
like thing. Super powered cop. Here you go. Get it. Get with it, folks. Right. I think this is actually even more of an exciting kind of jump on issue than the original Free Comic Book Day was. The original Free Comic Book Day seemed a little heavy handed in all the explanations. And I think as we as you read the 211, you see that he kind of trimmed it down a little bit, but it still kind of hits all the points. Right. Mm hmm. Well, opening it up, of course, the first main difference is that we get two new pages right off the bat. Which that uh, opening spread is awesome. I love the image of him just standing over the grave with like Maxine next to him. It's awesome. Yeah, it's good. I love it's it. Good. I was. I, I like her hat. <laughs> <laughs> I was being. I was making like a snarky kind of joke in my notes, and I totally get like this is shorthand for a cemetery, but it's it's pretty funny how like uh, random and old and messed up the gravestones are it's like yeah you think a chicago cemetery in 2015 would be a lot more organized than that. <laughs> tierra's uh graves there's not a lot of space left tierra's gravestones already cracked and stuff it's like bam they did a crappy <laughs> job on that but totally shorthand for for a graveyard we get it <laughs> they just did what they could on such short notice like if you look on the other side there's another name <laughs> crossed out yeah, yeah just... x out barely covered oh okay <laughs> sponsored by oh so of course this, pick... <laughs> this is picking up uh plot threads from the end of last uh from last issue of course where tiara of course had given violent birth to dragon's offspring uh malcolm's offspring yeah should the be the name of, of a metal band violent birth <laughs> that'd be awesome <laughs> I uh, hope no one thinks I'm sick, but I think Maxine looks cute in her little hat. Well, here is this like a, a new thing too, where like she's kind of getting away from that Sailor Moon kind of look. Well, has, has she right. been? Yeah, I understand that too. But as has she not wear, worn that outfit in a while? Because for the longest time, she just wore like the kind of schoolgirl outfit or whatever it is. I don't think she's worn that in a hot minute. Yeah. Probably well, since she got out of high school. There was the honeymoon, then the wedding. Oh, you know what it is? No, she was still you know wearing it, it out of high school. I think it's just that there's been, if you look at the flow of things chronologically, uh, wedding, honeymoon, now this like this. Yeah. I guess it's just that it's just not been a good chance to wear the sailor outfit. Yeah. We'll see if she gets back into it after the birth. Yeah. If she's fitting back in the old Sailor Scout outfit after the birth, then you'll know. I like the like uh I like this like jacket. Like is that his school jacket? Like I don't know, it seems new. Yeah, it's a, it certainly fits him well. It's like his varsity jacket or something. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's just like it looks like a varsity jacket, but I don't know. Was that his school's colors or what? I don't know, it's it, good. It's kind of one of those weird things cuz drag one of the things Dragon always complained about was he couldn't just buy clothes that fit him anymore. Because of his, he'd always have to buy like jerseys because they're the only things that would fit. Oh yeah, I remember that. Malcolm's, you know, uh, maybe he's like the big fisted, like instead of big and tall, it's like big fisted. Yeah, they cater to their freak <laughs> ham to the fisted freak population. <laughs> was Tara? When was Tara born? Nineteen ninety three. It says four. I think four. That's kind of oh, scary. Old. Yeah, I, yeah, I know, right? That, that was actually a gut punch to me when you realized how, <laughs> how young she actually was and what year she was born. Oh, we watched a baby pop out of a baby, guys. 
Oh my God. No, this, this conversation is great because it's like Malcolm, you know, what's funny. I always say is like Malcolm is just so much more responsible than his dad. Yeah. Yeah. Like feeling all guilty and shit. Like I don't think his dad would have felt as guilty as this. Yeah, Maxine's sort of channeling Dragon here, being the pragmatic one, where it's not your fault because you told her so. Right. He did though. I mean, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, he's in the clear. I think you know Eric's done an awesome job giving Malcolm his own kind of distinct personality. Yeah, he's 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 both he's um. He's sympathetic, and he's kind of he doesn't he always kind of seems to me as he's out of his depth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's never seems like even in the whole like foursome thing, he was sort of like drug into it. Yeah, <laughs> this just doesn't seem like a good idea. But well, he's still like a young dude. He's not sure of himself, and like he's just questioning everything. I think he's Eric's done a really good job, kind of characterizing him as kind of a a younger young man you know maybe he maybe he understands like his dad's how his dad's actions blew up his planet so (laughs) maybe you should pay a little bit more attention to the shit you do yeah i just want to say while we're talking about like the shit you do having consequences it's like really awesome being where we are now and remembering how everyone just thought that the whole like foursome thing was going to have no consequences it's just been like the worst shit that ever happened to malcolm (laughs) <laughs> it's like regrets many i have i mean we'll touch on it more in this issue but it's just been like one terrible thing after another <laughs> i don't know it's definitely tiara rest in peace tiara <laughs> you were a bitch <laughs> man all, a- all the high school friends have died think about that spoons is dead uh, <laughs> brenda funk is dead well, she may still be kicking. As a he wasn't doctor. a friend. Spoon was not a friend. He was a dick. Yeah. <laughs> he deserved what happened. I, I, I bet he would have grown to become an important character in, in Malcolm's life if he had lived long enough. And we still got PJ. Flash Thompson style. We we got PJ and we got the guy that likes to quote catch the runoff. <laughs> <laughs> that don't rich, see much of him anymore. That rich and interesting character. We got those guys. So then we cut back into uh, free comic book day content with uh, Malcolm Dragon on the force uh, dealing with what's his name? Wrath, his name. Wraith, the Wrath. Or what is it? His Wrath. Wrath. I want to say Wrath. Yep. I still love Wrath. I mean, I know we like gushed over his cool appearance last time. Yeah. But remember, we got to treat this like a new review. So <laughs> I think Wrath is fucking awesome you better say the like... same thing as you said before i'm gonna <laughs> yeah. go check gotta have that uh, consistent that political consistency don't want to be a flip-flopper his tiger striped uh biker short bi- bicyclist shorts the thing is is like out of uh like if you want to go like just a generic ugly or you want to give me a guy like wrath give me a guy like wrath any yeah. day of the week yeah definitely i feel the same you know the funny thing guys, on this page is uh Eric just changed the, the dialogue slightly. I don't know if you guys picked up on it, but it's probably oh, I didn't pick up on just it Eric kind of streamlining things. The original one had uh, Malcolm's second speech bubble saying, this isn't going to go the end the way you like it. And then he changed it to, this won't end the way you like it, do. So he's just kind of, Eric kind of like going back and just nitpicking at his own dialogue. It's kind of funny. Pulling a Lucas. <laughs> There's going to be a CG squirrel 
in the next scene. <laughs> but he, but he did not change the read on the read. I've read the reviews on Yelp uh, dialogue, which uh, has always felt painful to me to read. I love that, dude. Why That's is that hilarious. painful? I don't know. It just seems like uh, Malcolm's trying to be hip. Yeah. And by <laughs> extension, Eric's trying to be hip. By mentioning you Yelp? <laughs> yeah. You don't think that that guy saying, uh, see you in hell, and he goes, I've read the Yelp reviews, not good. You don't think that's good banter? I just think 10 years from now, it won't. people won't know what Yelp is. Uh, that's okay, yeah, though, because you got to date time. the book. This is real Like when time, they're talking too. about Avengers 2. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really care for that either, for a lot of reasons. But that's more me than the book. Yeah, you got to date the book. Like, it's how funny. can the Avengers be in a movie when you've implied the Avengers are a superhero team in New York? You know, that's one of those things we we don't worry about. You don't. <laughs> worry about that. Why can't there no. be a movie about the team? Yeah, there's movies about real people all the time. Yeah, the Avengers biopic. Like army movies and navy movies, they can exist. Remember Johnny Depp in Blow? That was a real guy. (laughs) Why'd you pick that one specific movie? (laughs) I don't know. Isn't that strange? It just came right to me, though. Mm. Just imagine, like the thinking of a lot of Blow right now. (laughs) Yeah, guess I'm kind of a smack addict. (laughs) I really didn't want it to come up on the cast, but here you go. (laughs) Craig's like, why did you think about that movie? No, dude, I, I'm okay with it. I think that, like, when you have stuff in there, like, you know, unlike if Invincible started talking about current events, yeah, it would ruin the timeless nature of Invincible. But, Wait, like, I didn't hear you. What? <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Your habits are blowing out my levels. <laughs> They're blowing out my levels, too. You know what? I didn't realize you were doing coke. I thought, damn, big deal? Craig, I thought Craig is rude as shit. Just to blow his nose right into the... <laughs> 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 I was like, that is so rude. <laughs> Don't mock my coke habit, man. I'm not, dude. I'm, what I'm year is this? I did a bump off a uh, free comic book day issue. Do you have a little <laughs> pinky coke now? <laughs> yeah. Not a little one, a long one. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's... <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm, virgin snow. <laughs> snow angels. <laughs> oh, Fincast, come back to me. <laughs> no, I, I, I dig it. I dig the current events. I don't think Yelp ruins it. I'm okay. I'm okay with Yelping. What would you prefer to be? What would you prefer to be, Jim? Can we not go there? I've been there before. You know, some callbacks, or my dad's been there. My dad didn't. My dad said it wasn't so hot. Wahaha! <laughs> what? <laughs> no, remember Dragon went to hell. Oh yeah, that was yeah. a hallucination, though. They've agreed that was a hallucination. no, but he went there too. But I'm sure he did. Oh, he did go, Nancy. Yeah, yeah that, that happened. Yeah. All crossovers happen in Savage Dragon. <laughs> Except for that one. I don't know why. I loved it. Is that true? Eric doesn't consider that canon, or are you just... Oh, I'm it? pretty sure. He probably does, but he'll probably never reference it yeah, in his own book. It was probably one of the better ones. As long as it doesn't contradict anything, I guess it's always considered canon. 
Yeah, that's the golden rule. Just don't contradict anything. I don't think it did. What was so. that? It was the book was Nancy in Hell. Nancy in Hell. A dragon in Hell. A dragon in Hell. Yeah, that's kind of a lame title. Yeah, the book was good. <laughs> what does that mean? A dragon in Hell. I mean, come on. <laughs> You're saucy. You're spicy today. Am I? Yeah. First you're first you're mocking my blow addiction. Now you're flip flopping on Nancy in Hell. I mean Nan- Dragon in Hell. Yeah. All right, let's move on. I've had enough. We spent a lot of time on this panel. <laughs> I know that Yelp review it really it really derailed you. <laughs> for the for the most part though, his battle with with uh, this Wrath character um, unchanged. was is unchanged with the original. And it's still sweet and awesome. Yeah, it's a good fight. It's a good extended fight scene. I think my 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 concern last time was that it didn't feel like it led to anything because he was kind of a throwaway villain. I don't think that's changed much from here, but otherwise it is a good fight scene. I think that you'll see this guy again. I don't think I he's hope dead so. or anything. I mean, he just looks, you know, the shit beat out of him. I feel like we talked about it last time, but it is worth pointing out. Uh, I don't think it was super established before this issue or the free comic book day issue that Malcolm takes a hit from his lightning powers. And if nothing else, this fight sequence sort of establishes that, you know, Malcolm can't a is more careful with his lightning powers, which if you remember for a while, it was on a killing spree. He sure was just fucking killing the shit out of everyone with his lightning powers. And B, I don't know if I'm right, but I feel like, this whole, oh, lightning powers, take it out of me, Captain Stewart. I don't think that was a thing until this issue. So Wasn't it? Well, you mean it was also it was also stated in the free comic book day issue, yeah? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, this, these are the same thing, though. Yeah, it's the right. same scene. Yeah, I, I mean, I, that, 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 that panel did remind me that this had happened, that using his lightning power seems to drain him. So this is a weakness that he has that Dragon does not. Right. Bingo. But at the same time, it's like it's cool. I still feel like, you know, rather than saying the fight didn't go anywhere, you can at least say that the fight establishes that he's not going to just be able to just juice, you know, people unlimitedly. I don't think that that was something Rapture had a problem with. I mean, she was fucking just like lightning powers all over the fucking place. But like Malcolm can't do it. Well, and so, I think this fight scene, at least for the free comic book day issue, kind of established kind of how Malcolm fights for those uninitiated. You know, he's not using guns or anything. It's kind of fisticuffs. He can take a beating. He's got super strength. He's got lightning powers. It's just it was used to showcase a typical kind of Malcolm Dragon battle. You know, I don't think Malcolm's ever used a gun. No. Wouldn't need to, right? Well, neither did his dad, but he did all the time. Uh, he didn't. He did it at first, and then kind of Eric got away with it. Got away from it. Like in the. F- but uh, I'm okay with that fight. I, th- I thought it was okay. I think uh, it's it's cool. You know, it shows Malcolm why he is needed as a cop. So it's cool. I mean, you got him on the front of the issue being a cop. It's good to see him like used as a cop. Dinsdale Peckerwood. Is that not the best? I'm still it's all these months later, and I'm still like that. That name makes me chuckle. <laughs> that's the the reporter that's asking uh, uh, Malcolm a bunch of questions, which is kind of used to kind of fill in the reader on the background of uh, Malcolm. Jim's Jim's favorite thing: the info dump. Yes, <laughs> two whole pages of it, and it was unchanged, uh, was it not, Craig? It, 
No, it was like changed. Yeah, it feels like it was changed significantly. <laughs> One thing was uh, the the clap sound effects. For some reason, the colors were changed. I don't know why, but oh, <laughs> uh, no, this page not much was changed. Uh, I think just a little minor uh, uh, grammar, but uh, uh, the last panel was kind of cut down a lot to make it more concise. Oh yeah, I see. I'm doing the old side by side. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the, you're right. The clapping sort of like gradients out. Yeah, I think <laughs> with the the last panel, like so for this, like he's kind of discussing how like Dragon became Kerr and all that, and it's a little heavy handed in the Savage Dragon Legacy, I think. But in two eleven, he kind of cuts it down a bit. Yeah, the, I, I'm look, I'm side by siding it. There's definitely a lot more dialogue crammed in balloons than there are in this version. Yeah, yeah. He kind of goes over the same main points, but cuts out a lot of the extra stuff. Oh yeah, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, it is trimmed down a lot. Yeah, and the same thing with the uh, the next page. Um, with his dad. No, well, the next page with, with the same guy, same oh, still right. in the cop. He kind of cuts it down. I think he. Uh, he cuts out some of the uh, cyberface stuff, I think. Yeah, the middle panel and the last panel take a huge trimming. Yeah, yeah, it's, like and I think it, it reads better, uh, and it gives you takes out some stuff that's really not that necessary. So the the original uh, legacy free comic book day issue was again a little more heavy handed, and this one kind of cuts out a lot of the. Details about Cyberface and stuff like that. I would just like to uh, take a moment once again to praise Dinsdale's amazing butt. <laughs> look, look at panel one. I mean, look at it. Are you ready for that jelly? <laughs> I don't think you're ready. I'm not. Look at that. It's fantastic. It's so out there. I like the second to last panel, the way it got reworked. He basically says, uh, for there's a that's a question for a guy named Dark Lord. It's kind of messy. There's some time traveling involved, I think. Because compared to like the, the original where he sort of just explains everything, this feels much more like a Malcolm statement where he just tries to hand wave it away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it seems more like what you do, too, in yeah. real life. Like, you wouldn't try to actually... Oh, Whenever well, I like, talk about my time-traveling adventures, I try to just downplay it a bit. And again, yeah, yeah and again, I think, you know, for the free comic book day issue, it was just kind of a way to do an info dump, and in this, he's a little less concerned with dropping all that info. Yeah. Which I think makes for a better read. Yeah, so overall, it was leaner and meaner. I like it. I like it better. I didn't even realize it, though, that it was so heavily trimmed down. This sequence with uh, Dragon... Malcolm and Dragon in prison, that was the one that I instantly noticed there were changes well, just through reading. Yeah, this was the biggest change. So it went from a scene that was like two pages to a scene that was three. And it went from... Oh. Go ahead. It was only two pages originally? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I did not oh. realize he expanded that. I didn't realize there was a whole extra page there either. I'm an imbecile. <laughs> Huh? No, you are correct. Though. That's a. I did, yeah, that did not even register. Smooth, yeah. In the original one, it just jumped straight from the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a whole middle page added. Okay, geez, wow. Not, yeah, that's in, a in the original one, it was more of a kind of an info dump dump on Dragon in prison and being like, you know, we gotta get you got you out of here, and it was more focused on 
trying to get the reader to understand that Dragon, what Dragon went through, and he's in prison, and you know he's not getting out anytime soon. And then, so this kind of dialogue was totally rewritten to kind of show that Malcolm is updating Dragon on what's happened in his life, you know, between like the foursomes and you know whatever, and the marriage and stuff like that. Tierra. Yeah, so it's completely kind of rewritten. This is my this fa- is the biggest change I think in the book. My favorite bit of rewrite is in the on the third page of it, uh, in the um, fourth panel, where where Dragon says it's a good thing I'm sitting down. Yes, <laughs> in the original art he was sitting down, so <laughs> the dialogue's completely changed. So here's it's a good thing I'm sitting down. That was hilarious, and I will say I know this is so dumb as a nitpicky thing. But I've always hated when word balloons go between panel borders. Yeah. I don't know why, but that uh, bums me out. Oh, like, on, or, so you're saying on the free comic book day issue, it did that, and then it... Yeah, on the free comic book day, Malcolm is just talking right over between panels. Like, his word balloon just yeah. bam, right between... And I've, I've never liked that visually. I think that... I think like, it's, a, it's, a, it's an aspect of poor planning. Like, there's more dialogue than you expected, so you kind of have to fudge it. Well, I think what? it's because you got to show so many panels, too. I mean, you can't just have, you know, they got to have a conversation back and forth. There's only so much room on that legacy. Yeah. I mean, what were you going to say, Raymond? Well, no, that's exactly it. Is it, It's kind of, it's not really poor planning so much as it's like, it's just seeing that much words. Like, I mean, it, I don't know, visually to see it go over a panel border is not aesthetically pleasing, but like, I don't know. It's kind of cool that it got trimmed up so good. I do think that that was like the use of him sitting down for that joke was like fucking masterful. I, that had me, I was laughing so hard, maybe harder than I should have. That shit was so funny. It's a good thing. I'm sitting down. Also the contrast between him in free comic book day, suggesting that he hook up with angel. Yeah. I thought you and angel would hook up. Yeah. And and now they're talking about, (laughs) Now Malcolm just goes out and admits, admits that he had the foursome. And and Dragon's reaction is, wow, Jesus, that's a lot. It's a good thing I'm sitting down. It's hilarious, the contrast. Just, a good just thing be Eric careful me, there, son. It's a, good <laughs> thing Eric, it's a good thing Eric drew me sitting down 11 months ago. <laughs> I do. Uh, it's funny because there would have been no place to put it. And I do think this new conversation is vastly superior. But I do, I do miss sort of miss the in-book explanation. No, well, no, it's very covered ground. Never mind. <laughs> I was going to say the thing that, like, they're not really brother and sister, so it's not that big weirdo thing. Yeah. yeah. But you're right. I remember Malcolm and Angel actually have talked about that in-book before, so yeah, it's 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 nothing that will be missed. I do wish that Eric would make a... And again, I know this was a, an issue that was drawn, you know, months ago, but I wish he would get dragon start working out man and getting buffed i can't stand looking at skinny dragon oh (laughs) and have at least one skinny dragon if it's not malcolm it's gotta be dragon it's just the way it is Uh, skinny dragon stinks average dragon makes you sad uh skinny dragon yeah average dragon could be buff he just has to work out a bit he doesn't have to be as big as malcolm but uh, i can't take the skinny dragon I love skinny when he get, when he gets when he gets out of his prison jumpsuit and starts wearing real clothes, you, you'll like him more. He looks a bit he looks a bit frumpy this way. Yeah, you've seen him. You've seen him though. Remember that when he uh, got broke out of jail and <laughs> yeah. had, like, he was all wiry, but he was an ass kicker. Yeah, he went to the bar and just beat a bunch of goons up. 
Yeah. So he's still cut. He's still uh, ripped under that prison, under his prison outfit. It's okay, Craig. It's okay. <laughs> uh, I need me some now, uppers. This... This is a good uh, this is a good dialogue though in the new one. I love the uh, getting his dad's reaction, and I also love that Malcolm was just like, "Uh, I gotta tell you something." He totally narked on Angel. Like, didn't Angel say that he was never supposed to say anything? Yeah, yeah, I thought so. I mean, Fucking narc. You, you know what's weird? Let me ask you this: What you guys think about this? Is uh, he he doesn't me- so he's mentioning all these crazy things that happen in the marriage and all this, and. He doesn't mention anything about their battle with Angel and Glum. Do you think that's just for like space sake, or do you think, you know, like conservative? Because original, originally they they talked about alternate Angel in this scene, right? Yeah, yeah. they did. Originally, they don't mention about... anything like, oh yeah, by the way, alternate Angel was. By the killed. way, I killed your daughter. Sorry. I think. And Glum Actually, is. I guess Rex did that. And Glum is imprisoned. Space probably is a real-world reason why it wasn't mentioned here, but if you have to look at, like, things that are on Malcolm's mind, I guess I'm okay with him not mentioning that. Yeah. Because this is probably... I mean, you see the open of the issue, the theme is Malcolm dealing with the fucking fallout of his foursome. Yeah. And so, you know, he's, oh, Tierra's dead, Jesus, you know. So, I mean, it makes sense that keeping in theme with the issue, he would run and talk to his dad about this rather than to add that. Right. So, I think you're right. I think space is the real world reason why it's not in there. But also, I think that just keeps in tune with, like, what's going on in this issue. It's all about babies and foursomes and fucking fallout from that. Gotcha. That's what I think. I mean, shit. What, what's your takeaway? I, I don't know. Um, would you've liked it better if it was talked about? I think he would. Well, I think space is an issue because I think you need more than. I think you need at least a page to be like, oh yeah, by the way, this is what happened, and or at least a couple more panels because that's some dead. heavy shit. And <laughs> second, you know, it's like. Not just Angel being dead, but them capturing Glum, you know, because Glum actually caused a lot of devastation, you know. Is Glum in the same prison as Dragon, or is Dragon so. in another prison? Man, I hope so. Yeah, I don't that know. That would be the best if there was like scenes of them like in the break room together, in the in the in the dinner room, lunch room together. Because Dragon's not in Stronghold, is he? No, he's not in a superhuman prison, so probably not. Dragon looks down, and there's a little red guy in the shower. <laughs> Well, the thing is, is would you put Glum in that? He's not like strong or anything. I think he's he's he, you know, he's strong, but compared to a regular human, is he? I think so. I he think could, that's implied. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. Although about I, that. I guess I guess Dragon beat the shit out of him as a normal person. Oh yeah, issue two hundred. The backup. Yeah, I think he's a pansy. He might be a pansy. And the thing is, we already saw a prison fight because he did kind of appear in Dragon Cell and. They fought. fight him hand to hand because that was a good decision. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I, I think the reason why we got that extra dragon Malcolm page is because this next page is also a new edition. And I think he probably did it to like even it out. Right. I think and I don't know if it's intentional, but it's a sweet um, visual callback to the wedding where she's lifting her dress up. Yes, I think that is intentional. I think it's intentional. If it's not, it's still a sweet callback. Also, too, Craig, it's funny because like we kind of were like, 
you know, busted the wedding issue for not really explaining where that thing came from. Yeah. yeah. And so here you go. Like, here's your page dedicated to like, explaining it all to it. So, I mean, it's one of those things I feel like maybe they'll get you'll get your dragon dealing with the angel fallout and glum fallout, like maybe down the road, right, possibly. Right. But yeah, I like this page. This is good stuff. And doesn't this drop the bomb? Isn't this the page where they kind of drop a bomb? Yeah, this, yes. this is this is a bomb here. About I thought this was kind of clever the way he did it too. This is clever as shit, bros. This is what bumped this issue from uh, to oh my god, why didn't I think of that? Well, I just think you know, no matter. So this, she's saying at conception they'll survive, but don't That's it. don't these they still need to eat? So like you know what I mean? Like how. Unless like, because but, chosen one. I mean, that's it. Is like it's not you're not dealing with like normal sperm egg or yeah. like human biology. We're talking about whatever. Gotcha. Like when she says it's viable, like from conception. I mean, I guess what Lorella's saying is like it can fucking make it. Like it's gonna make it. Yeah. Well, it may it may die at some point, but it can survive on its own. It can it can it can like you know breathe and eat. However, it might do that, but it's it's viable that way. But it probably is very very weak, you know, comparatively to a full, you know, full, uh, fully developed. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I just have to say that, like, like I said, this one page flipped the script. Yeah. I I was like, what? And it makes nothing but sense. So, I don't know why. So I Angelie had abor- an abortion, uh, not so fast. <laughs> exactly. Not so. Fa- Here's hoping it's daredevils. Because <laughs> <Really? laughs> it's get messy yet. You know, like I said, we were talking about the fallout of that foursome. <laughs> if Malcolm, in fact, has yet another bastard son running around like just a fucking like cells, like three, amoebas. <laughs> three for three. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I'm just saying I really hope it's Malcolm's just because that would be some kind of sewer mutant at this point. Oh, God. <laughs> so let me ask, what's Lorella's role here? Is she like space yeah, yeah. nurse? Is this like I, a waiting room and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> Is she like a doctor? <laughs> I would imagine that there's – because we've seen pictures of like an infirmary full of those babies, haven't we? Right. Why is there a guy in the waiting room? Are they like donating sperm for like half breed child? children he's just a he's just a sicko <laughs> he just he just likes the idea he's just there to you got any magazines i think we need to see like uh some backup lorella space nurse stories i wouldn't mind it yeah i would i would <laughs> take it. it yeah i actually wouldn't mind it what is the lorella's normal day like <laughs> <laughs> the lorella backup issue I'm still, drunk, I'm still waiting for the other shoe to drop, and it turns out to be like a super evil villain. What artist would you put on that Lorella backup? Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say Francesco. <laughs> yeah, that works. Like super over the top cheesecakey, like <laughs> all these prego moms and Lorella. <laughs> oh God! In her skin tight <laughs> singlet. I like that she has not changed into Earth clothes. She's fucking rocking the one. Yeah, those are like well, self-cleaning not, space uniform. She's not wearing her bathroom unit, so that's an improvement. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the the giant cod piece. <laughs> her that's bathroom genius. 
Oh, you know what? I want Francesco Lorella back up with codpiece. <laughs> Bring it back. No, it's good. It's the only this, way she feels comfortable. This is good though. This this page was awesome. Yeah. Like I said, just just the uh, little that one little nugget of information. I was like, ooh. Plus they're talking about maybe uh, squirting a baby out sooner. So it's funny because I was gonna say this to you guys, but like I didn't even think about it until I read this issue, and I don't know why I didn't think about it. But it's funny to think that like 2016 is the year that like Malcolm's baby is born. So like, isn't that kind of a weird thing? To think that like technically the next Malcolm is born this uh, this year, oh, like oh, the was... next generation of dragon, like on the third yeah. generation. Yeah, like you think about when you're reading this book back when Malcolm was born. It's in real time, and you've old enough to witness three generations of. Uh... <laughs> Isn't that weird? It just means we're old. It's just weird. It's weird, just to think about. Oh, life. I bet they'll be evil. I remember reading when Malcolm was first born. <laughs> oh, those were the days. Shut up, Grandpa. Which of the three dragon babies, Malcolm dragon babies, you think will be the star of the book in 20 years? <laughs> sewer baby. The, 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 the mass of cells that grew up in the sewer. <laughs> the mass of cells with a fin. That's what I want. I want it to be like arachnid. What's the what's the other what's the other name of the the other dragon kid like Clifford or Eugene or something? Oh no, you're you're talking to Barry. Barry, <laughs> the weirdest name. Barry Battle Dragon. But he's power. He's not a chosen one because the Dark Dragon didn't have chosen one powers when he conceived him. Oh. Oh, but his mom was tough as shit. Remember? Yeah, that's true. So if he even got her powers, then he'd be pretty comparable. I mean, he wouldn't have like crazy ass healing powers but he'd still be strong as shit hmm yeah cause uh Dark Dragon was negated with the Nega Bomb so that is funny it's like so there's gonna be the Malcolm Maxine baby there's gonna be Sewer baby and then there's Battle Dragon isn't there another baby oh Tierra's baby well yeah. then there's also the hundreds and hundreds of Lorella Dragon ones there's Feral Street yeah baby. but those aren't chosen ones that's true they'll just be like regular Krylon people Acrillion or whatever you call him. Wow. Malcolm is such a fuck up, bros. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was young. He can't help it. I still like this raggedy Ann dude. Who probably has no powers. He's just a stalker. Some scared some guy. <laughs> it's, my, it's my head cannon. Senior Dragon. <laughs> What's your story? What is she doing in Chicago? <laughs> What are you doing in the Windy City, Senorita? Getting chased by Andy. Raggedy Andy. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, though. I love it. I like on... This was a good issue for freaks. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, a good issue for just, like, guys... Definitely a good selection. Especially for the free comic book day issue. Yeah. These are the goofy fuckers you can expect on a regular basis. And this this uh this car like I think here was the thing I wanted to talk about too is I think it's kind of cool, just the whole like the dynamic has changed now between Frank and like uh, Malcolm. Yeah, Frank. Like you, Frank is like Malcolm's Alex. Well, you see him riding in the car make and sweet, he's sweet like, "Love." <laughs> We're gonna get another panel of the the uh, um shit. I added um. 
Young uh, Mace and Super Tough. I was thinking of that <laughs> other panel between Dragon and Alex. Right, they're the same panel. With no, the butt squeeze? No. Yes. Yes, they are. The dragon, yeah, they are. The Dragon Alex panel, though. Right. Oh, you're that talking one. about the dogs. The <laughs> yeah. Dog. <laughs> that could still work for those two. <laughs> Should reuse that panel. A visual callback. <laughs> you are like Kanye West. Yeah, that was new. They added that. Or oh, Eric, I say they. Eric added that. The old added one didn't. what? They kind of jokes. He says he's so. Again, this is kind of like a reference to nowadays, I guess, Jim. You won't like this, but he says it's like being partnered with Kanye West or something. And then Malcolm says, oh, please, I sing better than that. Nice. They didn't. Skate. That wasn't in the free comp book day. Oh, yeah, it actually was. I'm looking at him side by side. Yeah, he just did a little, like, switcheroo. Free comic book day, it's on the left, and uh, the actual 211, it's on the right. Yeah, but he doesn't say, uh, he doesn't, like, say, I, please, what I sing better than that. Oh, please, I sing better. Oh, the little joke, my well, bad. He also doesn't say that he's married. Okay, yeah, there is a well, little yeah, bit Yeah, he wouldn't of, have said it before because he wasn't married when the free comic book day. There's a little bit of writing, like, switcheroo here. Okay, yeah, it's really messing with my mind, all these little changes. Like, it's so funny how well it works because, like, I was – like, Fountainhead mentions, mentions his contracts, and I was hardcore like, wait a minute. He didn't mention the contracts before, did he? He totally did. <laughs> I, I'm i just a – I don't know, plebe. I didn't even realize water was lasers, for God's Sp- sake. Speaking of everyone's favorite, <laughs> laser-firing supervillain. Laserhead. Laserface. Gavin told me that that was his favorite – said that that was his favorite part, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> where we mistook water for lasers. The Gavin Higginbotham, Savage Dragon editor. He did. He said, <laughs> he, if I have, know. he said, if I have any feedback, it's that your hilarious gaff. <laughs> Be careful, boys. You don't get thirsty and surp down a face full of lasers <laughs> making mistakes. Like that. It's an easy mistake. So, you know. so I think it's fair to assume, as we read on this issue, that Fountainhead's working for the Vicious Circle. Absolutely. That was a nice little new change. And he's got these two packages that Malcolm, I guess there's an all-points bulletin about some kidnapped babies. So Malcolm kind of tracks this dude down and takes the babies. I always thought that it was weird, that scene where he throws them up on the roof. Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned that the last time. It just didn't sit right with me, like the way they just kind of throw. Just go plop plop. Yeah, he just he doesn't know what what's in those things. Like if it's just human S- babies or whatever. Super trajectory. Yeah. He's using his super aim, Craig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he he, <laughs> he got the gravity exactly right. So when they landed, it was basically nothing. I'll tell yeah, you what, though, I'm it. always a fan of those panels where like Malcolm is grasping at the sides of buildings and just like tearing them apart as he like drags down the building i love that oh it's awesome (laughs) it's just a great visual it's sort of an acrobatic thing that you want to see a dragon doing i'm noticing something what's that it looks like the second baby the baby on the left don't steal it that's what i was gonna talk about 
Ooh, I didn't even notice yeah. till just yes. now. All right, so okay. let's skip ahead. So, so the fight scene between Fountainhead and, and and Dragon pretty much is unchanged. Dragon beats Fountainhead and unwraps the babies and those little their little bundles. So, so you're noticing now what I noticed and what I, I thought is a, is a huge thing. That is huge. So for the listeners out there, if you are following along and kind of looking at both issues, take a look at the panel. I don't know what page it is, but it's the... 19 right af- in the free comic book day and 23 in 211. And I don't think, unless you put them side to side, I don't think you would notice this. Or even, you might not even notice it side to side in the printed version, but if you take the you know uh, an electronic version and and you kind of overlay them and flip back and forth between the free comic book day issue and the 211 you'll notice you can what do you notice in raven you can go oh my god dude it just that blows my mind that is another flip the script moment dude i am so happy that you didn't say anything when we were not recording because that is an even crazier level of extra so you'll notice the two heads of the, the babies. and So in the Savage Dragon Legacy, the two babies are like kind of that dark, dragon that green. dragon green. And then for yeah. 211, the baby on the left turns into like the – the color Malcolm. was recolored to be the Malcolm kind of olive green. The fa- the feral baby. One no, of the babies. no, yeah. no, no. There's no way that's the feral baby. I have a – I have a explanation no, clear this up quite easily. I don't believe you. No, well, no way that Lorella isn't tinkering with the DNA of some of these babies to make sure that they are viable as a species in the future. Because you can't have an entire species made up of the the offspring of two people. Don't ruin it. Genetic variants <laughs> in there somewhere. You know why I think no, it is. It's... Here's why I think that that's feral baby. Craig, you're a genius. I didn't notice that. Until just now when we did the side by side. The reason why all I was going to say is that the new dynamic, what's great is the new dynamic after the Tierra death where Frank says, is there something you'd like to tell me, Malcolm? That was the only thing I picked up on. I was like, huh, that's really clever how that's the exact same dialogue, but it just plays really differently in light of recent events. Mm -hmm. But if you throw in the fact that like the left hand, the baby on the left is now like potentially feral street baby, mm-hmm. then that line gets even better. So what if, so we know like Malcolm's kind of color like that is because his mom was black. Right. So what if the baby on the left is his baby with Tierra and the baby on the right is his baby with Angel? That was aborted <laughs> and was recovered. I didn't even think about that. Because is that, is that what you thought? Because I, I thought it was weird. And then as we get to the last or the second to last page of this comic, I'll tell you the panel, which made me go hmm even more. I only picked up on Feral Street, baby. I didn't even think that that was angels. What? You're blowing my mind even further. I shit you not, dude. I didn't even think about that. Oh, I kind of see what you're saying. You're saying that that's Malcolm's, like, that's Sewer Baby and Feral Baby? Yes. Yes. Holy shit. And then when Dragon says, two babies, two Dragon Babies, they're after my two kids. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. On the last page, when he comes to the realization, 
the well, second Lorella's to last gonna, page or whatever it is. Well, he's dropping him off with Lorella. She's going to figure that out soon enough, if that's the case. Whoa. So this shouldn't be a mystery for too long. Dude. Either way, it's very odd that that Eric would decide to recolor the one baby that right. all of Malcolm Green. Dudes, this issue just went to twelve. I would laugh it's if pe- it has not, and he just colored it like like uh, it, like if it was just a foo bar. Yeah. I will hate <laughs> you, Jim. If that's if your prediction is true. Oh, I'd be so I'm all sad excited that... and then watch it's... watch Eric's gonna color the next that issue we talked about that shows all the babies on the cover. What is it? And they'll all be different colors. And they'll all be no. different shades of green. And I'll be like, God damn you, Jim. <laughs> I thought I was breaking something. I feel like you're breaking something. I cannot imagine breaking my brain. I cannot imagine that that would not be that is so awesome as a twist. Because what's so funny is that I was already just excited at the the mere thought of like Sewer Baby, because Sewer Baby was for me the big breakthrough in this issue. I was like, huh, he turned like this reprint issue actually into something pretty crazy, and then to think that like Feral Baby and Sewer Baby are actually like in this damn issue, oh dude, you're flipping me out. So this is awesome. so the other thing which is kind of weird about this page is the second to last panel. So the first bubble, he said, Malcolm says, excuse me, well, my dad and Lorella are trying to repopulate their alien race. And the Savage Dragon Legacy says, I imagine these are two of theirs. In issue 211, he says, I would hope these are two of theirs. So it's Mm. kind of a slight little change in that kind of emphasis, like, oh, dude, that's subtle. I didn't even notice that. I'm telling you, the extra dynamic between, like I said, the dynamic between, like, Frank knowing. I know this is kind of a funny thing to bring up since it's the Q&A, and I kind of don't like to take things that aren't on panel as the gospel. But when Eric did his Q&A with Russ Burlingame, uh, you know, Burlingame asked him, you know, the scene in the last issue where Frank Jr.'s in the morgue looking at Tierra's body? Yeah, yeah. And Russ was like, do you think, you know, he's like, does Frank have an idea or, you know, is Frank clueless? And, you know, Eric was like, I'm pretty sure he knows, like he's got to have some common sense, you know. Well, here's a big question, Mark. How did the Vicious Circle find out about these babies? That's well, the, the tabloid rag, right? Oh yeah, there you go. It was even in, even when Malcolm was on Hawaii in Hawaii, so they had a whole you could say real time month to have a lead on Malcolm even being aware that his feral baby was but out there. How do they know about Angel's baby? Well, maybe they have somebody stalking maybe them and keeping an eye. I mean, maybe there's someone on the inside who knows those details who might well, be leaking. Well, them. here's this though: they could just have some guys like you know. Uh, tailing dragon and just kind of keeping an eye on dragon and watching who's coming in and out and keeping an also, eye on these people. Dart saying has... Frank's a traitor. Take Ooh. the bait. <laughs> Ooh. Frank's a traitor. Frank's pissed and he's taking it out on Malcolm. Mm. You think? I don't know. Maybe. Well, I don't, I, guess... I don't think so in a way. I mean, I, it could be, but I would think, I think, Eric wants to establish kind of a cast of dragon friends and confidants and it'd be weird to take Frank out of that picture, but 
Hey, you never know. Eric has pulled that some would, fast ones. That would be a shocker if Frank was feeding. Because my thing was, I was just like, okay, clearly Dart. And we just learned that with the 211. It wasn't really implied in the free comic book day issue. But clearly Dart has baby fever. And like I said, the nice tie-in, the funny thing, I mean, just pure fate. Two hours before this podcast, uh, the cover for 215 with Dart and Malcolm surrounded by babies, like, went online. So it's like, clearly Dart has, like, baby fever. So, like, you would think, I just generically thought that maybe, like, Dart was just, like, for whatever reason, hardcore, like, on a tear to get a hold of some dragon babies. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, if Frank was feeding her, like, info or whatever, that would be kind of a twist. I, I don't know. Yeah. Good. It, it could happen. So, man, holy shit, dude. You blew my noodle. I couldn't even believe it. <laughs> who is this? Is this chick that, like, well, I guess one last thing. <laughs> is this chick who is, uh, and apparently we come in on Dart having already killed someone. Is this chick who gets killed? <laughs> is she anyone? I don't think so. Throw away, uh, just throw away. I don't know if she's appeared before. I can't remember, but I, I she doesn't seem like somebody I've seen before. Well, that's what she fucking gets for not having eyebrows, damn it. She, she's got a weird design. It's like, I don't know. Like, what could she do if she was like a villain, a vicious circle member? Whip you with that ponytail. Yeah. Maybe that's her gimmick. She had razor hair. <laughs> I like how there's like a dead dude on the ground when she walks in the door. Isn't it funny that he's just all she's and like blood on the sword? So clearly, Dart has just killed. What someone is that with vicious circle like leaders that just freaking kill people constantly? Well, you got to use that fear when you're, made of, when you're made of squishy flesh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spaghetti had his armor, and Dart's got her sword. Did you say spaghetti? Uh, I might have done. <laughs> I love it. What was his last name? Serengeti or Segeti? Sengeti? Antonio Segeti? I think it's Antonio Sengeti, yeah, or maybe. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think I feel I'm saying it wrong. Not, like right now, Gavin is spinning in his grave. <laughs> Antonio Segeti. Has to be. Antonio Segeti. So that's that. Well, we, you know, sorry I need to cut you off. But. No, I, all I was saying is you're right. Like, crazy. Better than I was hoping for. Right. Yeah, we got a. It's pretty crazy how much mileage we got out of a reprint, basically. Yeah, because. Well, let's, let's not on, keep you awake or anything here. Based on not only based on you know <laughs> when it comes out in relation to other books, but also the new pages sort of recontextualize a number of things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, the script flipped in many ways, many ways. So, and Jim, you get your uh, cover you preferred as a backup. Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, so, I'm happy about that. That is a cool cover kid. too. The the uh, that so that first pinup that he has in this issue was the original Free Comic Book Day kind of solicitation, and then he scrapped it and went for the kind of solo Malcolm. The wink. Yeah. <laughs> what what do you know about me, Malcolm? How dare you judge me? <laughs> <laughs> I do say that without the uh, Savage Dragon Legacy logo, I actually like that pinup a lot better. Yeah. It actually looks like, I mean, I'm, by, I'm talking about the first one. Right. Yep. Yeah, originally, like, it had the old Savage Dragon logo. Yeah. Where I think that's why he changed it, because he tried to put in the new Savage Dragon logo and it didn't work. Probably covered up too much of uh, the yeah. original dragon's head or something. Something like that. So he had to 
put this other one together that would look right. It's good though. I dig it. I, I dig this. It's nice. So I guess there's no funnies this issue, which is cool. It's all good. Well, I think I think uh, all the backups were a victim of the fact there were five or six new pages. Yeah, yeah, which is fine. Like I, I'm just saying, like to get an oversized issue, like especially where it's like reprinted material, I'm cool. Uh, I'm super satisfied with this issue. I was not. I had low expectations. I mean, since it was so much reprint. And it came in like a hurricane. <laughs> well, you know what? Now I know for a fact that he put in that extra page in the prison because he needed to balance it out for the double page splash. Yeah. Because without it, it would have been wrong. Gotcha. Yeah. That, that'll do. That'll do it. That's good, dude. I'm, I don't know. I'm pleased. I'm super pleased. Yeah, it's a good issue. And I, I like the additions. It definitely makes it worth, uh, worth the double dip. Yep. Makes it especially essential, really. Yeah, yeah. So especially, uh, like I said, it would have taken actually if it was just a reprint, it would have been pretty throwaway. But like, I don't know, it's pretty awesome. It did it. It did it for me, big time. Yeah, it was a great issue. So shall we glimpse into the future, lads? Let's take a Let's look. Do it. What's in the what pipeline is next? Savage Dragon two twelve. Malcolm Dragon on the Force, facing his greatest challenge yet. Eric Larson. Wait. I was actually, I left it in there. Eric Larson brings it. <laughs> Even though it, it's not in the copy, I left it in there because it's too good. Yeah. <laughs> just just throw that in every time. Just throw it in. And I'll tell you, if it's short like that, I'm going to throw it in. What um? What is the cover for 212? So if you look, it is him getting bashed up by this demon looking guy. And he looks like a demonoid, but he's kind of got some fancy pants. Yeah. Fancy pants. He's... So he doesn't. Yeah, demonoids were kind of nakedy. So That's... this guy, I don't think he's a demonoid. Maybe he's a demonoid on Rumspringer. Man, that cover came out so long ago. <laughs> I'm scrolling forever down dragonfan.net looking for it. I put the URL in your agenda. Oh, I probably should have clicked that. Oh, look. There <laughs> it is. On yeah, the URL's right there. Um, yeah, it's him getting bashed into that building. Uh, Some kind of bar. Is it a bar? Something bar? Yeah. The bar. No, it's a tat bar. It's the rat bar. Rat bar. No, I'm, I can't see the R. <laughs> well, I used to live next bar. to the rat bar in Boston. The Rathskeller. The rat. Are you serious? Weird. <laughs> what a weird name for a place. The Rathskeller. Rath- you know what? Rath- oh, Rath- the rat. I don't think I've seen this cover. I think it went. I think it missed me. Really? Or I well, saw let's, it. Let's soluble. get your real time impression. I like it. Dynamic. I like the people on the street. I like the punch to the face, and the crash into the wall, and the rat bar sign. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Joe Dirt. I feel like I can see down your shirt. <laughs> what? Oh, <laughs> I got you. Yeah, yeah. Around. <laughs> I can see down your shirt. <laughs> what do you think his his greatest challenge yet is? This red this red guy in pants. I no way. Clearly the most dangerous thing he'll ever face. It'll probably be dart. It's got to be yeah. It's got to be like constipation. <laughs> dealing, Boom with, tacos. dealing with mood swings in pregnancy. <laughs> Yeah, he's had a pretty easy go of it. Six months of easy breezy. And and he gets to has the baby early too. 
Man. I like this with guy. No, I'm, with I'm no long-term guy. ramifications. You know what's funny is like a little behind the scene is that like he just said, uh, <laughs> I mean, he was like, he was, he was roughing this cover out and like, uh, it was like, I didn't even know who I was going to draw. And then I just drew him and there he is. And it's like, this guy looks pretty kick-ass to just be like, just, yeah, there he is. Yeah, he does look neat. Right, spawn on the brain. <laughs> Got hell on the mind. No, this is good. It's a good cover. I dig it. Oh, speaking yeah, of speaking spawn. of spawn, nice segue. Speaking, of, fantastic, nice. Thanks for the assist, Jim. Yeah, it's almost like I planned it. Spawn two sixty, the legendary Todd McFarlane and Eric Larson join forces on a historic and show-stopping collaboration of Titanic proportions in an epic display of creative talent on Spawn. Satan Saga Wars Part 2. I don't know if I like the fact that it doesn't actually say anything about the contents. It's all about, like, playing up creators. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, it just sort of was, the I think, to get you the old... Mm. I don't think that he faces his greatest challenge yet really tells you much anything either. <laughs> He's always facing his greatest challenges yet. You know, uh, that's like uh, Walking Dead does that too. Like Walking Dead, sometimes the whole copy will be like, it gets worse. Yeah, well, he used to, and then he just stopped. He's like, the hell of this. What, with copy at all? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's like a sentence. It'll be like, Rick's, Rick feels fear. <laughs> that's what I was going to oh, say. Yeah. <laughs> Carl, Carl's in danger. Yes. Yeah. Trouble Jones. ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or... Terror takes hold. <laughs> just some, you're like you don't know what the fuck someone that dies. <laughs> oh, can I just take? You know what? I got a nice segue. I just want to take a pot shot real quick, saying someone dies. So like, they're trying to make announcements to hype everyone up for uh, oh Civil War two. Civil War two. Yeah. Oh my god! And one of the big things that they announced out of that was they were like, we did our writers table and we were just like, wow, we thought of a majorly impactful hero death. <laughs> and so they announced someone's going to die. And I was just like, who in the year 2016 gives two shits about that? <laughs> like, who honestly, is there someone that's still out there that's like, oh, my God, no. Captain America no! is going to be 90 years old and still fight. Well, he's currently an old man. Maybe he'll die of natural causes. Crones. What killed Captain America? I guess time, really. <laughs> when you think about it. Just fucking time, I guess. Dude, that would yeah. be groundbreaking. Just have a, a superhero die of old age. Yeah, I mean, Cap, like I said, Cap's like um, 90, 95 years old physically right now, so. He just breaks his Physically, but he's still in, like, every Marvel comic book cover I see. What the fuck is a 95-year-old doing? Like, Is he? For real? Yeah. Oh, he's Because and... Sam uh, Wilson is Captain America. Yeah, right but now. he's, like, old Captain America is dressed up in, like, a S.H.I.E.L.D. uniform and every co- – I don't yeah. read it, but I just see every cover with him on it. He's on a lot of covers. Like everyone, this... likes old, everyone likes badass old men. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> I don't know if he's – like, maybe he's doing the, the Nick Fury job But is right he now. still strong or something? Oh no! They have they so suck, how the hell is he like? They suck the super soldier serum out of him completely. <sighs> oh, so I dumb. Hate, so his body reverted to his natural age. That just makes so he's go. a ninety-three-year-old guy that still battles with no powers whatsoever. 
I don't think he battles. I don't think he gets into the fight anymore. Dude, I'm he telling you, he's, he, if he, he doesn't he, battle, why is he he's like – the wizened old man who gives advice to the younger generation. He's dressed up he, in like shield like spandex on every cover. Oh. He's, pos- he's posing with the other heroes like he's going to fight. Oh. So it's one of those things where it's like if he's not about to fight, he sure is posing up a storm. I, I don't know. I don't keep track with that. I just know he's an old man and he has no powers. It's yeah. so garbagey. I just want to. I'm sorry. I know that might seem like it has nothing to do with anything, but like I just want to. Somebody like it's not exactly your interesting topic, so I didn't cheat you. But somebody was like, "What do you think about other comics versus Savage Dragon?" And I mean, and we can still maybe do that one. But when I saw that, I was like, "That is why I like Savage Dragon," because when, like a, it never sells death. Mm-hmm. So like the the copy is never going to be someone dies. <laughs> Because, of course, someone's going to die. Someone's going to die. They die all the damn time. And B, if someone died in Savage Dragon, it would fucking matter. When I hear that Civil War II is coming and someone dies, I could not give two shits less. It'll like, probably be Captain Marvel. <laughs> I don't even know. I, I don't know anything about that. Yeah, I... That, I don't even. I saw that that conf, interesting conversation. It's like I don't even really want to talk about it because I just end up talking like a whole bunch of shit. And it's like I really don't even care about Marvel comics at this point. Yeah. Raven, Ugh. the fuck did you Ugh. just text me? Oh well. Where the fuck does this come from? Oh, this is Marvel vs. Capcom. Never mind. This isn't as cool as I thought it was. What are you freaking out about? Raven just sent me a link to an image of Marvel and Capcom characters together, and I thought it was like some crossover event thing, and then I remembered. Wait a minute! This is just Marvel vs. Capcom. That's that. So that's our. That's that. That's our latest step. That's an episode of Savage Fincast in the can. We'll see you in about a month's time for the next uh, next episode. Pulse pounding. Have a good one. See ya.